Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. I'm J.R. Briggs, your host and founder of Kairos Partnerships. KP is an organization that I started a decade ago to equip, encourage, and train hungry leaders for a world that's full of complexity and uncertainty. And that's why resilience is so important. I'm also so grateful for our team of coaches, consultants, and spiritual directors that are helping leaders across the country, leaders just like you, in order to grow, develop, and be healthy and resilient. But before we jump into this episode, which I'm really excited about, I want to briefly tell you about something that we are excited about here at KP. We've been working at it for months, and it's coming to fruition here starting in just a few weeks. We are launching group coaching cohorts and group spiritual direction cohorts. Many leaders have told us that they feel stuck, dry, and lonely, and they long to be unstuck, have others pour into them in this exhausting season, and to be in community with other companions on the leadership journey. Well, recently, we've created online coaching cohorts and online spiritual direction cohorts specifically with you in mind. They meet monthly online. They're limited to four to six leaders per cohort, and they meet for nine months of ongoing equipping and pouring into you as a leader. Uh, We were really excited. Our first cohort that we put up sold out in just a few short weeks, but good news, we've opened up two more cohorts that are led by uh, leaders on our team who are leadership practitioners. It's also a very affordable price as well. Space is limited, uh, but it is available. It is filling up quickly though. You can go to kairospartnerships.org slash groups kairospartnerships.org slash groups for more information to register. I'll also put the link in the show notes as well. If you're feeling lonely and stuck and you want to journey with other leaders in this season, we have practitioners hosting these groups and we'd love to help you. Well, we are here in the winter and for our listeners in the Northern Hemisphere, that of course means cold. And I admit, I'm not a huge fan of the cold, but winter does mean skiing. And I'm a big fan of skiing. My wife, Megan, is a ski instructor at a mountain about 25 minutes from our house. On Wednesday nights, Friday nights, and Saturday afternoons in the winter, she's out giving lessons and she loves it. And one of the perks of being married to a ski instructor is that our family gets access to season passes, which means that sometimes knocking off of work a little bit early, hitting the slopes for a bit, and then being home for uh, in time for dinner is a great way to end the workday. Winter isn't all that bad. When my wife gets home from teaching private lessons with an adult or instructing little kids in a ski school, I always ask her, how did it go? And she says, it was great, tiring, but rewarding. She says that seeing little kids get up on skis for the first time and then seeing them move up over three or four weeks to go on the chairlift and learn how to turn and ski under control is a huge rush for my wife. And she's good at what she does. Well, one day I asked her, what's the first thing that you teach students in ski school? And she said, besides standing up, I said, yeah, I'm going to assume teaching them to stand up on skis is important. But she said, the first two things that we teach them are how to fall and how to slow down and stop. Gravity, of course, is what takes over on a ski slope. You don't need to accelerate much when you're skiing, but you do need to learn to ski under control when that gravity takes takes its effect on you. Now, sometimes you see that little kid when you're going up the chairlift, there's that little kid underneath you who is just slicing down the mountain faster than a NASCAR driver, and you think, oh no, this is not going to end well. And it usually doesn't because they haven't yet been taught how to fall, stop, or slow down properly. 
Man, oh man, so many implications for us as leaders here on this one. Are you smelling what we've just stepped in here, folks? I wish the first thing that we taught new and emerging leaders was how to fall correctly, how to fail successfully, because you will fail as a leader. You are human. You make mistakes. So do I. So how can we as leaders learn how to fall without injuring ourselves inappropriately or causing long-term damage? And how can we learn from our failures and our falls? It reminds me of something that we've talked about on this podcast long before. My dad and his valuable life and leadership lesson that he taught me about skiing. I was in middle school when I went on a ski trip with my youth group. Now, I'm a fairly good skier and I had a great time and fun with my friends. So when I arrived home, my dad asked me about the trip and I said I had a great deal of fun with my friends. And then he asked, did you fall? Now, proudly, I said, nope, not once. And his response surprised me. He said, oh man, what a wasted day of skiing. I was startled by his response, partly because he's been just so encouraging and supportive of me my entire life. What do you mean? I asked. And he said, if you don't fall, you don't learn. He said, you missed out on an opportunity to learn how to be a better skier today. He was right. I had taken the easy way. I didn't push myself to learn something new or take a more challenging ski run that day in order to challenge myself with new skiing ability. He didn't want me to be careless, of course. He just instead wanted me to push myself to learn. Now, sometimes we need a good wipeout to learn from our mistakes. I have never forgotten that important lesson my dad taught me that day. He taught me the power of failing successfully. And it reminds me of the wise statement from Ray Dalio, the billionaire investor who wrote the book Principles. And in the book, he said, create a culture in which it is okay to make mistakes and unacceptable not to learn from them. Now, in addition to teaching new students in ski school how to fall, remember, it's teaching uh, students how to make sure to slow down and stop. Now, I wish we could teach young leaders who are just starting out in leadership how to stop and how to slow down. Too many leaders I know think that leaders are rewarded for how fast you go down the mountain. Unless you're a downhill skier in the Olympics, this is not your metric of what a quote-unquote successful day looks like. We must learn to slow down. The mountain my wife instructs on is a very small, small mountain, but it's great for people learning to ski. And before we had kids, my wife and I, we lived in Colorado. And on Fridays each winter, we would drive from our house to Copper Mountain near Breckenridge and enjoy a good day on the slopes. And then we'd be home for dinner. Now, some of the runs at Copper Mountain are over two miles long. One run over two miles. It's amazing and breathtaking, the views and how long it takes. Sometimes it would take 30 to 40 minutes to get from the top of the mountain to the bottom. But it's so long that our legs couldn't take an entire run the whole way down the mountain. We would have to stop a few times to catch our breath, take in the beautiful views, and let our legs rest a bit. It's dangerous to just go straight down these runs at Copper Mountain without slowing down and without stopping. Now, leaders, we've got to learn how to fall successfully, how not to break our leg, not to injure our head, but how to learn from our falls. We've got to learn to stop and slow down, to see rest as a blessing, not a curse, to stop and enjoy the view, to be grateful, to learn to embrace our limitations, to see them as gifts, and to avoid such dangerous speeds. Yes, push ourselves, but make sure that we aren't being reckless. Leader, I got to ask you, do you know how to slow down and stop? You may think it's a good idea. 
But do you do it? Because the world needs more well-rested leaders who develop healthy rhythms. And do you know how to fall successfully? And when you fall, are you asking yourself, am I doing any learning yet? Don't fly down the mountain recklessly on your leadership skis. Learn to slow down and stop. Learn to learn from your falls. And when you fall, pick yourself up, collect your skis, click in again, and keep heading down the mountain. But make sure that we've learned from them. One of the ways you can do this is by reaching out to us. We exist in some ways as a leadership ski school that has a team of instructors to help you improve your leadership skiing, no matter your level of ability or experience, to teach you to learn how to fall, how to stop, and how to slow down the right way in leadership so you can enjoy the mountain. If we can help you, just reach out to us. My information is in the show notes along with the link to our online group coaching and group spiritual formation cohorts. Well, thanks for, for being with me today, leaders. And thanks again to our producer, Joel Limbowen, founder and owner of Onalim Productions. In fact, uh, I had a great time filming him with him last week. I'm so grateful for Joel's work. You can check out his great video and podcast production work at onalimproductions.com or check out the show notes for his contact info as well. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, in order to ski successfully, we must first learn to fall, to slow down, and stop. For it's the best and healthiest way to learn how to ski in leadership. Have a great day.